0: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Give, give, give me the update. update. This, this is a My Talk Dirt Alert
2: update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Dirt. We want the dirt. dirt. On My Talk. My.
3: Let's continue the program, The Lori and Julia Show, for your Wednesday hump day here on My Talk 1071,
4: Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get to it, Donnie. So, we got a little bit of Hollywood news we got to talk about. Um, first of all, the Crazy Rich Asians cast on the red carpet. Amazing, amazing Constance Woo, the dress that she's oh, wearing. That's so lovely. And of course she's from Fresh Off the Boat, but mm-hmm. I mean it's really I that that movie um that movie um needs some luck too because the movie you said is wonderful. The filmmakers did their job, the author did a great job with the book, but it does, you know, it needs the audience to turn out. Opens next week. Oh. We're giving it a lot of love here.
2: Can we please talk about Leonardo DiCaprio's chin? This is like my favorite story today really? from Once Upon a Time okay. in Hollywood. So th- the movie he's playing still- in the movie um, with Brad Pitt is in the movie as well. So they were doing some promo. Um- we saw this. We posted it two weeks ago of
4: the two of them, Leonardo in his leather outfit, and Brad, uh, budget uh, Robert quit calling Redford. Him, quit calling him. I know, him that. but Stop. he just really looks like it because he's trying to. Lo- he's looking like a pale imitation of Robert Redford Stop. in the seventies. So, but They're, they're side- making him look like that, Lori. Uh, God, you hate him. But I don't hate him. You know, I love grab him. I don't, you know? can't feel it. I know. But anyway, they're standing side by side. And I remember thinking, how come he doesn't look puffy with his puffy chin in this photo? Did he
2: slim down for Leonardo this? DiCaprio. Yeah. And they photoshopped his triple chin, which I love.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And then here's what they say. Oh, was this in page six? Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I just think this is so funny. Um, that the photos were released with the before and afters, uh, wrongly so, but then they just said that um, that Leonardo DiCaprio didn't request the touch-ups. And I'm like, of course he didn't. No. The the, the uh, studio did because you were Quentin too Quentin Tarantino puffy. did. Yeah, because you look too puffy and they want you to look better in the promo shots. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I love it. I know it because I saw him making out with his girlfriend on the yacht in the south of France he's and he's, not- he's, he's puffy. He's puffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is puffy. Okay, okay. so Black Klansmen, which Spike Lee's uh, movie, which opens tomorrow t- mm-hmm. or Friday, tells the true story of two Colorado cops, one black, one Jewish, who team up to infiltrate the KKK chapter. This takes place in the 70s. It's a true story. It's sitting at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics, and the audience, 92% want to see it. Wow. So it's getting rave reviews. John David Washington plays the cop. He's got the starring role. And let's uh, take a look, take a listen to John David Washington, and
5: who does he sound like? Okay. Sometimes the role of a lifetime comes via
1: text. How did you land this gig? Uh, so I was on location for another film in Cincinnati, and I get a text saying, Yo, it's Spike, call me. Spike, as in
5: legendary director Spike Lee. The filmmaker wanted actor John David Washington to play the lead in Black Klansman, a movie based on the real-life story of a Colorado detective, Ron Stallworth. God
1: bless white
5: America. Who infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan in the 1970s. What was the film about for you?
1: Seeing a group of people help this African-American man achieve the goal to execute this mission. They believed in the case, they believed in him, and they did not look like him. You know, in that time in Colorado Springs.
5: The movie is funny, wow. relevant, and at times, tough to watch. Most difficult scene in the movie for you, what the was it? The banquet scene. The true white American race, the backbone from
3: whence came our great Southern heritage. <laughs>
1: The banquet scene, it felt the most authentic. All those hoods and the celebration of this institution, institution of hate. And even talking and hanging out with the fellow actors that, um, uh, that, that were playing Klansmen, you know, we'd had to joke around between takes, like really just try to get out of it, shake it off because of how real it felt that day
4: and of course I think he sounds so much like, like his, his dad,
1: dad
4: oh, yes. Denzel Washington maybe we'll get a little bit more in this next cut if you watched HBO Ballers he's um been on the, you know he's had a, a thing on that show the right. Dwayne the Rock Johnson oh show. yeah he he's Ballers. yes he's on it okay so let's play uh I love what he had to say about being um you know who his
5: parents are yeah as you got started in this business being the son of Denzel Washington was? And Paul out of Washington. And Paul, and Paul, thank you. And Paul who was earning
1: more money than he was when they, when they married, when they, before they got married. She was on Broadway working. She paid for the first date. She paid the bill, paid the cab ride. So, uh, you know, a classically trained pianist, went to Juilliard. Uh-huh. You know, she's a, she's a great artist in her own right. You know, and I learned a lot from her. My, my father taught me how to hunt. My mother taught me how to love. Oh. Seeing Dad act on one of the toughest stages hooked a young J.D., my father did Shakespeare in the park when I was, I think it was five years old, four years old. And uh, Richard III, seeing him up there limping with this, uh, he had this sort of like mullet going on. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, I want to do that.
5: But instead of running into that same spotlight, John
1: David initially ran from it and onto the football field. As he started to become successful, people started changing around me. You know, I can't, it gave me a little anxiety, resentment, anger. Um, so I, I, all those emotions that were happening to me, I, I filtered them through this outlet, football.
5: Football carried him through college and briefly into the pros before an injury closed the door on the game and opened another for acting. I think when he was doing
4: that list yeah. of everything, didn't he sound like his dad right there? 100%. Because Denzel no, would kind of say that he kind of would do this fire rapid mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounds exactly like yeah. his, his dad. dad. And, um... Let's play the last cut, yeah, which is about when cut. they were at uh, the Cannes Film Festival when, when they uh, premiered, premiered the the movie. Black Klansmen.
5: Now with Black Klansman, John David is set to make his own mark on Hollywood. And if the standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival is any indication, Washington is well on his way.
1: Ken, the reaction when the film stopped. It's like winning the Super Bowl. I'm, you know, it, it, I never won anything when I played. That felt amazing.
3: Hmm.
2: Like winning the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's sweet. Yeah, yeah. So he's sweet. Anyway, yesterday we listened to for Grace, who plays David Duke, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I kind of was excited to see John David Washington. The movie is getting great buzz. Oh, it looks good. I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, watch the trailer. Donnie posted uh, Julianne Moore is starring in the um, movie
2: adaptation.
4: adaptation of Bel Canto.
2: The book. 2001, that book came out. We is that booked, the Anne Patchett? Yes, yes. And we I bo- still have it, and I never I finished it. I got halfway through it and got bored. <sighs> um, but mm. everyone, it was the book. It was in 2001, Lori. Okay, so... And it was just the book that everyone... She's kidnapped, and... Well, what happens is it's during... Um, is it in Peru? It's during... Um, She's asked. She's an opera singer. It's an singer. unspecified South American yeah. country. Yes. Okay, and she's an opera singer. Yes. And then she is asked to come and perform at this dictatorship's birthday party. And then, and then when the they are in a hostage situation, the terrorists or the local people take over and make she's demands. She's kidnapped. And no, she's not kidnapped. They're I've, all put... They're all... In a hostage situation. Oh, okay, that's until right. Until the dictator makes, does the these demands for the terrorists. No, mm. this I feel like will be better as a movie than I, I liked it as the book. I couldn't stand yeah. that book, but everybody was reading everybody it. Everybody was it at the reading time. It. Yes, everybody. I do. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, so
4: we've got that little trailer, that little sneak peek yes, for you. Yes, we do. Uh, Julia
2: Roberts, here's a little. Um, snarky story about her. It's way snarky. Did you read the book? Little B? Yeah, I started this one too. I did not read Little My B. My sister loved the book.
4: Yeah, I did not le- read Little B, but uh, she is going to produce and star in this movie, and I think we talked about it. Um, and um, it, the the book and the movie focuses on a teenage asylum seeker from Nigeria who meets... Julia Roberts' character, a magazine editor during the oil conflict in the Niger Delta, she won't be, uh, and anyway, Julia thinks that this movie could be the movie that lands her Her, another Oscar.
2: Now, would it be in the popular Oscar category? (laughs) We learned earlier today they're changing the way (sighs) the uh, Oscars are going, the Academy Award show is going to be. And they have a new category, the popular movie award. I'm just teasing. Yeah, It won't be at all. I but um, they're just, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of. I don't. Julia Roberts is getting back into acting again because that he is her kids are getting older kids or are something. They're older. Don't and, need her and, as yep, much. Yep.
4: Anyway, what I didn't realize is that so many people um, pay for their Oscar campaigns. Jennifer Aniston for cake. Leonardo DiCaprio put some of his own money in The Revenant. I was shocked. And by Julia this. Roberts is, they're saying, would spend money on. Um, for a little B, but I think they're jumping the gun on this one. Yeah. Now, speaking of jumping the gun, Richard Gere is going to have a baby with his new wife.
2: Um, Jumping the gun? What do you mean? You just, you know, when she said, yes, Richard, I'll marry
4: you, even though you're 33 years older than I am. And I don't know that I want to put you in diapers, but I will if you <laughs> let me have another baby. And then I could, you know at least have a baby.
2: She, this, she already has a baby, so this would be her second baby. She wants, she, has, one. she wants another one. They dated for four years before they got married, so mm-hmm. he met her when she was 31. Yeah, I mean, I get why she wants to have a Yeah, I get kid. why she does, but he's mm. going to be, Lori did the math, yeah. 80 years old when the kid is turns 10. 10.
4: And they have to tell all of his friends that's not
2: my grandfather. Well, you know what this <laughs> reminds it's not, he's not quite as old but remember when Tony Randall had Oh, he was like
4: 72. I know it. Mm-hmm. He was I like just, 72.
2: Yeah, I, I don't
4: I would want fresh sperm. I, I would, would not too. want the old man sperm. Right. They they there's too many issues with uh, old man old man sperm. Mhm.
2: I would want the fresh stuff too because good but then, you know, if you can have Richard Gere's baby, maybe it does some other things for you, the, for the will. He's got an 18-year-old son. I would I love know, to know what Homer thinks. Homer oh, is it, right. His name and is Homer. Homer. Yeah, his kid's name yeah. is Homer. But think about that. So now she's in the will with her kid. It's his, you know, it changes a lot of things. Yes, it does. When you have someone's child who's very wealthy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's silly. Yeah. I don't know. I just think... That's silly, but You're if you were dating, if you were dating right now, James Khan, because he's about the same age. How old is he? James Khan. James nine, Con? might be in his eighties. Is he in his eighties? Yeah, he's got to be older right, than Richard. All right, but Paul Gere. McCartney and you were dating him. He's 76. And you could have a baby.
3: James Khan, seventy-eight.
2: Seventy-eight. All right. Well. I don't want any of their old man sperm. I know. <laughs> I got old, old eggs or non-existent well, eggs. Well, wait, anyway, but if so. you were like thirty-five yeah. and you were and you were dating Paul McCartney and 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 yeah, I can see why people. I totally can see it. My God, yeah. right, I want listen. your baby. I want someone as cute as you, and I want your money. We gotta go. All right,
4: it's time for the dirt alert.
3: This is a my talk dirt alert. Doodler, doodler,
0: doodler, 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 doodler. Hey Elizabeth! Hi girls! How Hi are there! What's well, happening out
4: there in the world of dirt?
0: Well, I've got all sorts of dirt as you guys prepare to celebrate the kitty cats mm-hmm. at the Cat, Cat kitty. Video Festival, International Cat Day. Too. How fun! Meow. Okay, Me? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, all right, I want to update you on this Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt situation, okay? Because okay. we've been talking about it nonstop. Um, so so ugly. So ugly. Yep. Um, and, you know, sources now saying that Brad is fulfilling his commitments and that, um, that this child support filing that Angelina just made, that we just heard about yesterday, is unnecessary and that he's given her more than $9 million. I will just say that paying for security, travel, and the court-ordered therapy
4: is not considered child support. That's just... That's a it separate was, thing. It's, it's a separate thing, but he's just, you know, I think because they had this hand, they didn't, it wasn't. This they didn't was, co- It was
2: completely unnecessary for that to be filed yesterday because they have a court date scheduled
0: un- in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was completely but, necess- unnecessary that she said
0: that. That she made this filing. Yep. Yeah. 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 To try to get the child support. Well, we all know, we know this. It's not about the money. It's no. not no. about the money. No. Mm-hmm. It's it not, not. A- about money at all. Um, and so. His people fighting back saying, essentially, this was totally unnecessary and this is... management conference to schedule a hearing or filing oh, deadlines I think there's a big support. need I think there's a big need this for this is what his people say yeah, that he adamantly disputes the contention that he has not paid significant child support Pitt has previously loaned Angelina Jolie eight million dollars to assist her in purchasing her current residence and has paid over 1.3 million dollars in bills for the benefit of Angelina Jolie and the minor children
4: Again, the therapy, the travel, and the security they have so much security with those kids they I know. they their their yearly nut must just be incredible incredible, incredible. it is reached combative stage. It is yep. world war branch yeah
0: it absolutely mm-hmm. has and when you think they finally like have it settled and it's gonna stay quiet then we just wait a little bit and then we get to more yeah wow. i know i don't know how this one is gonna end i don't either well it's, it's already ended badly yeah it's so so bad so anyway that's right. the latest there um tamarin hall is developing a daytime talk show you're here for it after striking a deal with disney i thought you girls would be excited about this uh, so she's been the host of, uh, this investigative, uh, investigation discoveries, deadline crime with Tamron Hall mm-hmm. since 2013, but she has, uh, signed a development holding agreement with, uh, the Hollywood studio. She's going to create the daytime format for the syndication market. So she'll do a show and then see which, uh, local affiliates decide to pick it up. I love mm-hmm.
4: it. I love I it. I love Tamron Hall. She's NBC really, made the, they did, were so dumb to lose her so for Megyn Kelly. I absolutely think that was you're the right. dumbest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, she's
0: fantastic. So it'll be a good positive for um, ABC. We'll see what ends up happening and where where she ends up going. Yeah, but very mm-hmm. good for ABC. There you go. We like it if she's going to be a good lead in for Twin Cities Live. We like that. No Tameran kidding. Hall. So if you're going to. Come on over. We welcome your ratings. Um, Did you guys see this story in People Magazine today? Uh, Them outlining the moment that Prince Charles realized he was being upstaged by Princess Diana. I saw the photo. And the jealousy over his own son, William, and Kate. No, tell us this. This is kind of juicy stuff, and it's coming out of um, this unauthorized biography, Rebel Prince, The Power, Passion, and Defiance of Prince Charles. And the author um, goes through a couple of moments of jealousy that he says have happened with Prince Charles. So, following Charles and Diana's wedding, of course in July of 1981, Mm -hmm. he realized that she was quickly adapting to her role in the spotlight, growing in popularity, and then he began to feel overshadowed. There's a woman named Lady Elizabeth Anson, who is a party planner and a cousin to the queen, who says that Diana sort of metamorphosed, metamorphosed, that's a hard word, into (laughs) a very, very elegant blonde beauty, and they did a visit to Wales, which was the beginning of Prince Charles realizing they've come out to see my wife, they haven't come out to see me. Oh, the truth hurts, doesn't it? That is um, where the jealousy really started with him and Diana's fame. And then this uh, book says that it continued with his eldest son's marriage. Boy, you think that makes him a baby? Wait till you hear this one. Okay. The author claims that Charles felt usurped by the Middletons and isolated from grandchildren Prince George and Princess Charlotte when Prince William and wife Kate Middleton chose to spend Christmas with her parents rather than with the other royals. And setting up their home base miles away from Charles's residence so that they could preserve their privacy.
2: I'm just going to say, as a parent, you get that.
0: Yeah. You just get that. Yeah, okay. You You get that, but what about this part? Um, The chief executive of Charles's Charity Foundation in America said Charles saw Kate and William as the new stars and feared he'd be in trouble. I mean, you get the idea of them choosing to live closer to the other in-laws. I mean, I understand Mm -hmm, that. Right. But the feeling that you're being overshadowed in fame by your son and his wife... Seems a do, little. Petty do you really sad. still think? I, don't, I think Charles.
4: Listen, he's been waiting to be king for his for whole six life. Years. Yeah. yeah, and his okay, mom won't step down. Yeah, I mean, he's like he was never that popular. In fact, he's probably the most popular than he, that he's ever been.
2: Yeah,
0: at, now. He, now, yeah, yeah. Because, especially after the Meghan Markle situation. Yes, yes. he was
4: uh, lovely, lovely, to her. and all yep. of that. So I just think um, you should just sit with it, Charles, and just enjoy. You know, whatever you enjoy. Mm-hmm.
0: You know that that jealousy over your own children, though, is that's not a, weird. Yeah, but it's not uncommon, isn't I don't think, it? I think that there are a lot of people who well, become jealous of their of their children, and particularly when it's like a same gender relationship.
4: Well, I think maybe Charles knows. Okay, he had, he's going to have to wait around forever to be king, and then he won't even get to be king for very long. And you know, Williams. Has an easier row of it. Yeah, but who cares? Who
0: cares? I know. I, know I wouldn't care about that. You know. Um, remember how we were just talking about Beyonce's family tree and how she opened up about her fascinating ancestry yes. in Vogue magazine. Yes. So, um, so the Daily Mail has a really interesting breakdown of her history because Beyonce talked about how in her ancestry um, research she found that one of her ancestors that she's descended from. Um, a woman, a black slave who married a white slave owner. Okay. So the Daily Mail outlined a little bit more of this. Her great, great, great grandmother, her name was Rosalie Jean Louis. She was born in 1800. She was a black slave. She escaped slavery by marrying a guy named Joseph Lacey, who was a well-off white American merchant. They had a daughter in 1830 and her name was Celestine then she went on to have 13 children as the mistress of a married white man. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? It sounds like a
2: lot of that was going on back then, though. Yeah,
0: but just really interesting to look back at. Um, I wonder what yours? our stories know, are going to be. Are you going to do now yours? I'm like so intrigued. I'm looking into this and the tree and the whole thing. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It, it, really, right. it really would. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's what I have. Have All fun right. with those little kitty cats, you little meowers. Thank you. Thanks, Elizabeth.
4: We got Kenny with the traffic. And we come back, we've got vintage scandal. And this falls under the category, if you don't have anything nice to say, come and sit down next to me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's post it on. T- and then there was a scandal. Vintage
2: scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <laughs> Most people are. Uh, most people are. That's
3: it. Mm-hmm. There's a T-shirt. Yeah, I
4: know it. Okay, so New York Magazine's Vulture section has been giving some great exclusive interviews, uh, getting them with older celebrities who just don't give a crap, a rat's patoots, about uh, mm-hmm. what they, they know. Say. Everybody, they've done everything. They just don't care. This is one of those interviews. It is uh, the Kathleen Turner interview, one of the biggest stars of the 80s and 90s, Body Heat, Romancing the Stone, Pritzy's Honor, Peggy Sue Got Married, some of her most classic films. She's also done a ton of stage work over the course of her career. But since her late 30s, she hasn't been able to work as much because she battles she battles severe mm-hmm. rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis, which caused her to self-medicate, have issues for years with painkillers and alcohol. And um, but this interview is wonderful. Was amazing <laughs> it. the stuff and, that we got from Kathleen. And she's Turner. been
2: in studio here with us.
4: That's right.
2: Of course, she was come in. On. She was in a play downtown yeah. at the York Family.
4: She lives in the same building as uh, our girlfriend, who lives in New York City. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, but what she says, some of the uh, some of the dishy stuff. Um, the reporter asked her um, um, whether she based her performance of Martha in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on Elizabeth Taylor, because of course Elizabeth Taylor, famously Iconic. with Richard uh-huh. Burton, was in the movie. uh, Kathleen Turner says, God, no, quite the opposite. (laughs) For a while, I felt like half my life was making her wrongs right. Cat on a hot tin roof, you ever listen to her voice? It's awful. No. She has a bad voice, badly used. In any case, people are after me all the time. To do "Sweet Bird of Youth" and I'm like, enough Taylor crap. I just don't think she was very skilled. Oh.
2: Okay, my favorite thing about this is Kathleen Turner talks like a man, but I mean, she, not always. Not, not always. But, always, but if, that's her—the
4: steroids. Yes. The lower right, voice. But
2: she had
4: a low. She, she had a sexy low register voice. to start with. Yeah, yeah she did. And it, so I love it. that voice was horrible. Okay, um, and then um, the, the vulture said, "Well, maybe you don't. You just." don't like her acting, but she was at least charismatic and was right, afraid of Virginia right. Wolf? And she's uh, Kathleen Turner, I don't think she was very skilled. And Edward Elby, the playwright, mm-hmm. disliked the movie intensely. Um, she said, I heard somebody uh, once say about the movie, I get this at home, What? I, why would I go see it? Um, but I was lucky that I got to do the play myself and show the humor in it. And luck has a big part in anyone's career. No, that's so- I absolutely hated that play. We oh, saw it at the Old Guthrie with oh, Meredith, you? the woman who was Meredith Rule and Patrick Stewart, I swear, oh. were the two leads. How Interesting horrible. casting. Yes. Okay. And it, uh, Casey oh, and I downer. went with my friend who lives in New York and yeah. her sister, and we were like, that was the most depressing play. Yes. Yes, it really is. <laughs> it is. Anyway, so... um. What else? What other dishy things? What other? The well, Vulture she, reporter asked her what happened right after Body Heat. And she said it took adjustment. You have to remember that my first big role was Body Heat, 1981. And mm-hmm. after that, I was a sexual target. I understood later from Michael Douglas there was a competition between him, Jack Nicholson, and Warren Beatty about who would get me first. None of them did, by the way. Right. Although I. I thought that she admitted in an earlier interview this year that she did have some kind of at least a kissing bandit with scenario Michael Douglas, with Michael Douglas because and they Romancing started, the Stone and because his, his wife, wife came, came down. down there oh, to stop
2: goodness. the affair. But
4: they didn't do it all the way. I
2: guess is what we're saying I don't between know. the lines on this one. Maybe she was just saying at that instant they had that. Maybe, mm-hmm.
4: maybe. Um, a story about Jack Nicholson, you ask? Please, Lori, yeah. can I have
2: a story about Jack Nicholson?
4: Kathleen Turner said, I did not like being thought of as a trophy. Let me tell you, when Jack and I were shooting Pritzi's Honor, a bunch of us went up to his place on Mulholland Drive. Jack said, knowing Warren's interest in me, why don't you call Warren and tell him I don't have a corkscrew? And I was like, why? And he says, you'll just see how fast he gets here. <laughs> she said there was He's an unspoken. And remember, this is whatever, when did pretty honor come Beaties. out in 80s sometime. She said there was an unspoken assumption that women were property, property to be claimed. Another time I was at a dinner party and there was an empty chair next to Jack Nicholson. I sat down in it, had a delightful time. After a while, because I was shooting the next day, I said I had to leave and I drove back to the Chateau Marmont. I got there, and the phone rings, and it was Nicholson. He said, how could you do that to me? I said, do what? He said, you were my date, and you left. And I said, I was your date? No one informed me. Assumptions like that are why I've never lived in Los Angeles. Every time I go to that city, I feel insecure. Wow. Really? (laughs) Insecure? She's always lived in New York. Yeah, okay. Um, A blind item about an actor who plays the same character over and over. Here she said, um, uh, she said, certainly, this is again, Kathleen Turner, certainly in terms of movies, there's intense pressure to repeat successful characters. Okay. I'll give you an example, but you mustn't include her name. Then very famous Hollywood actress in brackets. So the Mm. reporter didn't insert here has played the same role for 20 years. She even looks pretty much the same. She's probably one of the richest women out there, but I would shoot myself if I were like that, only giving people what they expect. People are going crazy.
2: Colleen and Bradley were doing a segment on this and people were calling in and thinking, was it, you know. um,
4: Julia Roberts is the number one mm -hmm. that's coming up. Yeah, makes sense. Because doesn't she kind of play the same character a little bit? Yeah, a lot. She does look the same. She's wealthy. A few people guess Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't seem to play the same. Diane Keaton. Dress is the same only.
2: Well, she's played the ditzy. But yeah. She's not wealthy, wealthy. All right, mm, okay. and she, yeah, yeah. Read you're what right. she said about Nicolas Cage because okay. this this is classic. And Peggy Sue got married.
4: Yeah, so mm-hmm. here she said uh, a Nick Nicolas Cage. Uh, did you did you like that movie? Hated it. Hated it. Okay. Really? Yep. Yeah. Mm. It seems like guys, guys liked that liked movie. Girls didn't okay. totally guys liked it?
2: Yeah.
4: Mm. Um, she said it was tough because he what he wanted to do he had come up with this voice that he wanted to use and um, Peggy Sue got married, okay? Mm -hmm. And she said, it was tough not to say to cut it out, but it wasn't my job to say to another actor what he should or shouldn't do. So Mm -hmm. I went to Francis Ford coppola and of course he's his, Nicolas his cage's uncle, uncle. Mm-hmm. and i asked him you approve of this choice of of how he was char- mm-hmm. voicing the character he was very touchy he nicholas cage was very difficult on set if anything his portrayal only further illustrated my character's disillusionment with the past the way i saw it was yeah he was that a-hole but listen i made it work honey mm. So mm-hmm. she hates Burt Reynolds. Uh, she said, working with Burt Reynolds was terrible. The first day Burt came in, he made me cry. He said something about not taking second place to a woman. His behavior was shocking. It never occurred to me that I wasn't someone's equal. I left the room sobbing and called my husband and said, what do I do? And he said, just do your job.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But she hated her appearance on Friends. I was trying to think of what character she played. She played somebody's mom. Yeah, I thought so. But she, she gets... played
3: Chandler's transgender mother.
4: That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Here's what she said: I didn't feel very welcome by the cast. I remember it. I was wearing this difficult sequin gown, and my high heels were absolutely killing me. I found it odd that none of the actors thought to offer me a seat. Finally, one of the older crew members said, get Miss Turner a chair. The Friends actors were such a click, but I don't think my experience with them was unique. I think it was simply that they were such a tight little group. Nobody from the outside mattered. I won't comment on whether I respect them as actors. She doesn't. (laughs) Maybe if I had months to work with them, I'd be in a better position to evaluate their skill, but I could only judge based on the period I worked on the show, which wasn't long. I do respect the camaraderie they had. You can see the camaraderie on the screen.
2: Yeah. How about that? No one
4: got Miss Turner a chair. I
2: feel that way about a lot of people these days. It bothers me so bad when... People have terrible manners. People who have terrible manners and don't give you a chair. It bothers me so bad. So... Even someone like a... Oh, never mind. Yeah, I could go off on a tangent. Yeah, don't. But don't. I won't, 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 won't do it. Um, and then the vulture
4: reporter asked her. I read in your memoir, um, that William Hurt was into magic mushrooms. Her body, her body, he co-star. Yeah, was in a what? Into magic mushrooms. mushrooms? Oh yeah. gosh, remember? Those? Did he ever try and get you to take them with him? And she said, No, I never tried any of those things that he liked. Bill can be very odd. And the vulture reporter said, How so? And she said, I remember one night. While we were shooting body heat, we were sitting around, and for some reason, he wanted to talk about how we'd each like to die. I don't remember what my answer was, but William Hurt said he wanted to be sucked up into a jet engine. You would find (laughs) yourself in that kind of discussion with Bill. Crazy. When we did the accidental tourist, Bill was sober, so there were fewer discussions like that. You do not want to get Bill talking too much. (laughs)
3: Good
2: stuff. He seems like he'd be a little um, yeah. just out there on the edges. And
4: also about um, Jewel of the Nile. Here's just a little nugget. There was a bad blow up when that came time to do that movie. She'd signed to do the sequel when she did Romancing the Stone. Mm-hmm. But the script was so terrible. The reason why Romancing the Stone was so successful is that Diane Thomas wrote the original script. She asked Michael Stone or Michael Douglas for more money for... Uh, Jewel, whatever, Jewel, Jewel of Denial. Mm-hmm. And he said no, and he and two other guys did it, and I tried to get out of it. The script was so bad, and Michael Douglas and the other people were going to sue me for $25 million. So she said I had to do it, and mm-hmm. eventually she talked to him, but they never— um had the original scriptwriter, so that's why that wasn't as yeah, good yeah because it wasn't yeah, it was as good because the first one was
2: just so brilliant no. she teaches acting uh classes and um now that would be fun to go to she we're talking uh, about kathleen turner if you're just joining us yeah yeah and uh
4: just um she is not really a um method actor she just said everything you need to know about your part should be in the script Interesting. And also in War of the Roses, she and Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito I hated that movie. basically had to, though, throw a fit because the studio did not want that ending, you know, where they all yeah. They died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they fought for it and the three like linked arms and Mm -hmm. just stood up and that's why that movie Mm -hmm. had that ending, which was the original screenplay ending. Right. I didn't like that movie either. I hated that
2: movie.
3: Yeah, it was pretty heavy. (laughs) I know. But
4: anyway, it makes me want to go back and watch Romancing the Stone and Body Heat. Oh, but I
2: loved Romancing the Stone. Anyway, who wouldn't want
4: to sit next to Kathleen Turner at a dinner party? I would. All right. Listen, we come back. It is uh, time for our favorite headline of the day.
3: for me I'll do it if you say so cuz you're the only one for me i'm never gonna say no i found me an angel i can see it in your halo hey
4: everybody thanks I for hanging out with today ago. uh the oscars uh people are not happy about their uh popular movie uh category
2: right but no one's complaining about the other stuff about no. shortening
4: it from 4 hours uh-uh. to 3 hours uh-uh. getting
2: rid of all the technical crap yeah it's just they were trying to be more inclusive because for the past few years it seems like it's been Really indie movies that have been up for the most um, Oscars, and people no, don't. No,
4: it's the four hour telecast that they wanted to get out. I know, of but, that. but
2: there was something about people, oh, the, it... a lot of the movies people had never seen. Wow. Well, that's why I think they did it. I mean, you can't make everybody happy, and I know that's why they yeah. did it.
4: Liz said just tweeted, Hey, Oscars, there's this whole show that nobody watches called The People's Choice. <laughs> yes.
2: yeah, I know. <laughs>
4: it's
3: exactly right.
2: And, you can't make
4: everybody exactly happy. Right. Anyway, people you know, are the, not happy with that. Pop, yeah, that category that that That's, seems that,
3: that, shallow, appeasing. It is, and it's also kind of a slap in the face at the best picture nominees. You know, you were good, but you weren't very popular,
4: right? You know, it's like, wait it's a minute, good. I think they're gonna <laughs> regret this, but they haven't right. figured it out yet, so right. who they, knows what
2: they might they'll change do.
4: the name. Yeah. They might change the name. Okay, here's the favorite headline today Carrie Underwood announces pregnancy, but doesn't miss the opportunity to promote the tour and the album. No, I know. Coming on the heels when people were like all mad that she said, thirty, at 35, I've missed my window to have a big family. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Weird. It's
2: nothing not planned. No, no that you know. it bothers me.
3: Please. All right. Angelina Jolie is seeking a court order to force Brad Pitt to pay child support. Brad says, hey, I've already paid $9 million. Uh, this is.
2: This was. A, I'm
4: so <laughs> ugly. This is getting so ugly.
2: She this is World War Three. She didn't need to do that, though.
4: But maybe her lawyer counselled yeah. her that she did need to do that. Yeah. Julia,
2: there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We right. agreed to disagree on this one. Yes.
3: Richard Gere, He's 68, and his new wife, Alejandra. She's 35, and yes, they're having a baby. I know. It's
4: well, none of our business. Well, they can't have a big family
2: because she's 35. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. That's right.
3: That's you
4: right. Can,
2: I don't know. I just it's think a, everyone
4: makes their own reproductive choices I get, but I could not do, I
2: could not, like, I couldn't Take do a it. 68-year-old man's sperm. No. I'd want a younger sperm that's healthier. You know, they do say older sperm is not the best. No, they they do say that they they, they do. They, I'm not, we are not making that one up. No, we're not.
3: All right, Caitlyn Jenner, the trans community didn't support me when I voted for Trump.
2: I hate, I I'm going to say something. That I almost said a word. Yeah, um, Caitlyn Jenner, you really are stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to tell you this. You, you have, know, it's been three years has, since the Diane Sawyer interview. She really hasn't
4: done any interviews and. Like months. No one wants to hear her because
2: she says things like she just said. Yeah. Can, why did the trans. Weak. She, she doesn't can't see what's get it. wrong.
4: She the doesn't tra- understand that the transgender community didn't support her because she was supporting politicians who don't. openly despise trans
2: people. Exactly. That's the. But I don't end understand why she can't understand that. She, and yet she wants to be. A and then f- she's like, oh my God, to buy my childhood? She's. she's <laughs>
3: That's exactly how she's.
2: No, no, I know it. But deeper. <laughs> a deeper. But, and now I want to anyway, start in a Marvel film.
4: This isn't an interview with Variety that both of those things are from. I'm really
2: disappointed in in how. I Because I felt like she had an opportunity to learn. Yeah, she made some mistakes coming out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, out of the gate, she yeah, made yeah. some big mistakes. But this is three years later. Yeah. How do you not get smarter? Get it.
4: Get it. Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, constant woo she wore ralph russo to the KZ, uh, crazy rich asians premiere we chat uh, uh she looks amazing. The red carpet
4: yeah you have to see it this looks like a dress that jennifer lawrence would mm-hmm. wear it's or something way. with the the sort of the fringe going down and um her co-star uh what is his name Henry, Henry Golding, mm-hmm. he looks like peak movie star in this Tom Ford tuxedo, silver sort of tuxedo. It's really it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Take a look at you it. You can't tell we're in. excited
2: about that movie coming out at no, all. No, not at all. See you at the Cap Video Festival. Meow.